Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. Good morning. Welcome to the show this morning. It's a lovely day here. It's um, warmer than it has been, and the sun is shining, so yay. That is all. Yay. <laughs> um, how are things in your world? Are they interesting? Are they hectic? Are they chaotic? How about all of the above? This is quite fascinating, this journey we're on. I can't believe how many things happen in just one week. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. It's like everything is accelerated and felt intensely and just a lot. Every day is just a lot. So don't forget to take the time to slow down a minute, to do that self-care, and uh, yeah, take it day by day. I don't know. It's it's interesting. So interesting. And so I am going to continue my story about the parent that I'm dealing with who yeah is just not handling <laughs> himself very well. But you know, I have to say it's completely fascinating to me. Completely fascinating. I wouldn't do what he's done. I wouldn't say what he said, mainly because my life circumstances are different than his. Because, I mean, he has his reasons. I don't know what they are, and I don't know if I want to know, because he's not one of my clients, so me helping him is not an option in that manner. But it's completely fascinating to me because if I personally said some of the things that he has said to myself and my husband, I wouldn't be comfortable being around us. I wouldn't. Yet he is. I don't know that he's comfortable, though. That's reaching. But he's he's there. Like, it's fascinating to me and you know I'm called on to be an adult which I can it's a good thing I have all this professional learning because I just be me I may have had a little more bounce in my ponytail (laughs) just because I knew that it annoyed him yeah passive aggressive maybe not but it entertained me because I'm not going to let this person's energy derail my missions and my missions are about these kids And so I am, like, fascinated, even if I wish I wasn't, because I don't know. Do you guys think or feel, here's what I'm pondering about it, the art of a good apology. Because if this person 
apologized, said, you know, I shouldn't have said what I said. I was frustrated. You know, I'm sorry. Can we, you know, move forward? But no. And I feel like if I think back to when I was in a situation and I blew up at somebody and said some pretty nasty things, I mean, I worked through that anger part of me. Would I, could I apologize? Yes. I'm sorry, you're right. I have, actually. I'm sorry, you're right. I'm being an asshole. You're right. There's, I have no excuse for that. I'm, I, I'll do better. Let me just say sorry. I have apologized. And so has it made things better? Yes. Did it clear the energy? Yes. But also, did it, like, change the relationship? Yes. But would it change it any less if you didn't apologize? I don't think so. It's just, it's interesting to me because we're navigating these interesting energies that we don't always know how to handle them. And, you know, I got a lot of eye rolls and snarls from this individual while we were at an event, but he did do what I asked and kept his snide, snarky comments to himself, and that's what I wanted. Like, you don't have to be happy to be here, and if that's, you know, the energy you want to bring to this situation when you could have a different one to support your own children, but that's on you. That's nothing to do with me. And so just keep it to yourself, and that's, you know, that's all I wanted. And he did do that, so yay. But it's so interesting to me because as we move forward with all of this, there is a lot of situations where it's going to have to be a one-on-one conversation, and how's that going to go? I really don't know. Interesting. It's interesting. Um. I do wonder if this individual feels like he is so justified and right in everything he said that we should be apologizing to him. Maybe. And maybe I'm being just as stubborn by not, but no. (laughs) No, because he attacked. And there's no way that I'm going to make someone feel better or apologize when someone is attacking no, because he attacked kids, and no. That's a hard no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I had a fabulous weekend. There was a big basketball tournament that we got to go to a town about three hours away. I think it's for two hours away. Two hours, yeah. And it was so much fun. The kids played so hard. And just hanging out with kids all weekend made me happy. They're so much fun. And there was some mishaps and some adventures and, you know, it makes, it all makes part of great memories. And so when it came time for the event on Sunday, we were all so exhausted, so exhausted. And this family, the parents are just snippy and, you know, I'm just, I'm tired of it and, I have to say, though, I behaved like an adult. I didn't say anything snippy back, but I've decided to have very firm boundaries. 
firm, firm surroundings. Because you know what I found is, so I love the golden rule, right? The principle of treating others as oneself would wish to be treated. I love the golden rule. I believe completely in reciprocity. But here's something that I found interesting when I was doing some research about this, how the golden rule can be considered an ethic of reciprocity. Now, when they were talking about that, it was, you know, along the lines of some religious practices and things like that. But what about just an ethic of reciprocity? So in my metaphysical teachings, to be irreverent, one of the things they talked about is sometimes you have to get to someone else's level and to describe it, they said like a lower level, like where you're a little bit angry or a lot angry, like you have to get to their level in order to connect with them and then you go back up. I don't know if I'm explaining that quite right. So if someone is screaming and yelling at you, you might have to scream and yell back simply to have that communication. And it's not bad or good because you don't always have to, you know, take it from somebody when they're not behaving properly that's having good boundaries and say no that's not appropriate behavior and sometimes you do have to get to their level and so this set me off on a nice little pondering so if someone like say i get to use this example this example is going to be great for years so in my situation dealing with this adult should I, could I, or maybe I'll just try treating them the way they're treating me or us? So, and I don't mean by yelling and screaming and saying nasty things, but, you know, being less communicative, if that's the right word, communicating less. I mean, they don't answer my messages, they don't keep me informed on how they're doing, and they're supposed to be doing a project and I have no idea how it's going because he doesn't want to talk to me and so what if I meet them where they want to be because if we go by the golden rule treating others as you would wish to be treated when someone yells and screams at you and says nasty things does that mean they wish to be treated that way dun 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 right like, is that the way they are in this world and how they communicate? Maybe. But we just need to know ourselves to know if that's going to work for us or not so much. For me, not so much. But it's making me think a lot. Because what if I did? What if I said exactly similar things to him that he has said to us? Like, how would that go? Uh, pretty sure terrible, but it also makes me think, right? When people lash out and treat other people poorly, it's, they probably don't wish to be treated that way, but what if that's how they were treated and that's the only way they know how to communicate? Now, that doesn't mean I'm excusing the behavior because you can do better. You can choose to do better. And when this whole thing started, when he was criticizing, I said I would do better, and I went to find out how to do better and found out that I was doing things right 
and that I didn't need to change a few things, yes, and do better, but not not the way there was an expectation by his comments. But he sent me down a whole pondering rabbit hole. So if you follow the golden rule, I think you have to have a deep understanding of yourself. Because treat others how you wish to be treated, but you have to know what that is like. And if you don't, because of, you know, lifestyles, circumstances, those things, then how can you? You know that I preach about self-awareness. <laughs> the more we get to know ourselves, the better choices we can make, and the deeper understanding we have of why we make our choices, which is how we can create change in ourselves and the world around us. I'm reading that book, The Courage to be Disliked. It's buzzing around right now and quite popular. It's so fascinating. So fascinating. In fact, I got it from the library, and I'm devouring it every spare minute. But you can only re- I can only read a little bit at a time, and then I have to go process. It's one of those that's so good. And I already ordered it, too, because I'm like, yeah, I need to have this in my bookshelf to refer to because it's so interesting. So interesting. Because, as you probably noticed, we're in this interesting energy, and um, karma is coming back hard. So if you've practiced being kind and practiced trying to do the best that you can, there's little rewards. If you are one of those people that feels entitled or has, like, pushed people around or manipulated people to get what you want, there's some stuff happening to you that's not pleasant. Not pleasant. This person I'm dealing with that I've talked about over the past, past probably a whole month (laughs) yeah because all of january all of february this was going on like i just there's things that are happening that have nothing to do with our situation but it's sure making him look foolish and some of the things that he yelled at me are just being proven wrong and it's interesting what saved him with me because I do know how to get my point across and make people cry if I need to is that I really like the kids and I wouldn't do anything if I can help it to make things more difficult for them that is why I haven't met him at his level because I think he'd be the type of person that would take it out on his kids and I'm not willing to even risk that for them because I think they are fabulous. I don't care for him at all. And we'll see how this plays out. I feel like maybe I'm a catalyst for him and he's got big lessons to learn, but myself as well. And sticking to my boundaries, not caving into some bullying behavior. And it's not just me. I know several people that are in different costumes, different personalities but really, really similar situations where it's time for us to just say, no, that's not acceptable. No, 
You may have, you know, bullied your way into getting what you want in the past using these tactics, and there is going to be consequences. I feel that people forget that everything they say, everything they do has a consequence. Sometimes they don't like the consequences and sometimes they do. But it all has a consequence. It's just a law of cause and effect. And we need to have big boundaries. I feel like I'll be talking about boundaries for this whole year. You know what? Here's what I find interesting. Just to go along with some boundaries, here's some signs of unhealthy boundaries. I demand perfectionism. Um, I need to tell all. Full disclosure is a must. I'm okay to speak at intimate level in first meeting. You know, you've met those people that spill their life story when you first meet them. And it's uncomfortable. Sometimes, again, signs of unhealthy boundaries. Sometimes when I'm overwhelmed, I'll fall apart so someone will take care of me. I'll sometimes compromise my values to avoid rejection or losing control. Unhealthy boundary. I understand when someone's in a bad mood and they abuse or disrespect me. They don't really mean to hurt me. That one's huge. I'm probably going to do a whole show on that one in the future because we constantly make excuses for other people's bad behavior. We all do it and it's time to stop. So if you here's the the healthy boundary. So for someone the unhealthy is I demand perfectionism. The healthy boundary is I strive for excellence. The unhealthy boundary I need to tell all full disclosure is a must. The healthy boundary for that is I reveal a little at a time while checking to see how other the other person responds to my share. Where is those other ones? The unhealthy boundary, I understand when someone's in a bad mood and they abuse or disrespect me. They don't really mean to hurt me. Healthy boundary, I do not tolerate being abused or disrespected. When it happens, I choose whether to leave. I, that's key. I choose whether to leave or speak up, depending on my safety. Ooh, my favorite word, reciprocity, is in the next one. Here's the unhealthy boundary. In relationships, I'm either the overly responsible or overly passive partner. There never seems to be a happy medium. Healthy boundary, I expect reciprocity in my relationships. I'm comfortable with sharing responsibility and power. Nice. Here's another one that we experience often. The unhealthy boundary I give or take as much as I can for the sake of giving and taking. It's difficult to say no. Healthy boundary. I know what I can give and how much I need to take, and I'm comfortable saying no. Nice. Whew. It's, this is the year to work on that. We don't get a choice. There's so many situations that just make me shake my head. And, again, it's not just 
the situations I personally am in. It's the people that my clients, my friends, family, and it's, it's messy and it's sticky. And I believe that we're all just doing the best that we can, and sometimes that might look ugly. We can't bury our head in the sand anymore. It's just not possible because it's accelerated learning and still messy. But it's okay. So when I'm dealing with this individual and this situation, I just, like, do what I need to do. I minimize my interaction because they obviously don't want to talk to me, and that's okay. I had to deliver a piece of paper to this individual, and I just bounced over there and did it. And I didn't get a thank you, not, nothing. And I'm like, all right, moving on. Like if this ha- is how this individual chooses to handle the situation, I kind of have to honor that, right? I can't force him to have a conversation with me but I can just continue being respectful. It's hard, though. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't. I, I would like to snarl right back. I would. But I just draw on all my professionalism, and I like the kids, and I just remind myself of that. But, oh, I would. I would like to snap. <laughs> And maybe I will. Maybe in a few weeks I'll come on the radio show and I'll say, so, that didn't go so well. (laughs) It's interesting because so many things coming up, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't. But here's the thing, too. I feel like lashing out at us in the way this individual did has less to do with us than whatever something going on maybe, and that's not me making an excuse. It's me trying to understand because doing that, most people who would have said the things that this individual has said would avoid any interactions. It's interesting. It just is. And so I get to look at myself and how I want to proceed and make choices. I have many conversations with my husband about it, and we make choices. We decide how we're going to proceed with this, what we're going to do. But it's actually interesting to me watching how he's handling it because I tend to be the caretaker, and I want to make everything right and make peace. And he's not. And he does that sometimes, too. But in this situation, he's not. It's interesting. He doesn't have the same responsibility that I feel. And that's really good learning for me. People are so fascinating. Everybody is struggling with something, trying to understand, trying to figure it out, because our usual patterns of logic don't apply anymore. The energies are all different, all different. And in trying to let go of these situations, I couldn't. I couldn't let go, but I could just proceed 
and see how it went. I feel like I'm not clear on that. Because I have a part of me that wants to make sure I'm on guard a little bit all the time. But then again, I also am able to take a step back and I see how these people are interacting with other people and it's not just me that they're, they've created issues with, which is unfortunate for them, but again, not my problem, right? Not my problem. And I'm not going to cave and try to smooth it over and make nice, I'm polite and respectful and treating them the way they're treating me. I'm trying that. I'm trying that type of reciprocity. You don't want to talk to me. That's okay. I'll send you a text message if I need to tell you something because you made it very clear that you don't wish to talk to me, and I'll honor that. But you also can't expect me to be telling you every piece of communication because you're not talking to me, right? Like, there has to be some accountability and responsibility on both parts. And I'm willing to take responsibility for, I don't want to talk to him either. It's interesting. We're navigating a new way of being in the world. We're having these intense lessons simply for our soul growth. And we're either going to grow or we're going to stay stuck. But there's always another opportunity for growth. So we may be stuck for the moment, but it doesn't have to stay that way. We got this, even when it feels like we don't. And so say for another example, say that you did scream at someone. They're screaming at you. You scream back, and it gets ugly and messy, and then you feel horribly awkward about it. You're kind of embarrassed by what you said. How do you handle that? I can use this individual as an example. So he shows up, scowls, pouts. He not, he's not handling it like an adult, but that's my, my, my definition of adult. He could be totally handing, handling it like the adult that he knows how to be. Does he feel shame or embarrassment for what he said? I have no idea very blustery, so I'm going to assume no, but I'm probably mistaken, right? I would hope that he does, but it's hard to say. And I also know that I'm not the only organization he blew up at, because there's been some other things that happened in other organizations, and I'm pretty sure, knowing what I know, that it didn't go well for that either, and he's going to have to figure out how to deal with this. That's not my problem. I do give him credit, though, for showing up, I guess, and supporting his child, even if he made it uncomfortable for him. He was there. I don't know if I would have, honestly. But I would let my guilt, shame, and embarrassment over what I said affect myself moving forward. And it's not to say that it doesn't for him. I don't know for sure. And I do think there's other things going on, but I still have to have my own boundaries, people involved, and I'm protecting them. 
and I always will. It's interesting. Not overly surprised, I guess, when I, like, sit down and have time to ponder it all. At the same time, I shake my head because it doesn't have to be this way. And I wish someone would tell him that the art of a good apology changes everything. A crazy situation happened to me a few years ago involving children, and someone attacked my child and told lies and insisted that it was the truth, even when finding out that it wasn't the truth. And we were friends, and that was the end of that. And I'm dealing with them again just because it's a small community, and it's interesting. I'm finding it super easy to have boundaries. I'm polite, respectful, I'll visit, but I, there's nothing personal. There's no extension of friendship. There's no, none of that. And I'm finding it easy. I'm finding it nice. So it is doable, right? And this kind of reminds me of it because, again, this in, she was wrong, flat out wrong, but couldn't admit it. And again, the art of a good apology would have changed everything and couldn't do it. And now there's consequences, right? It may be three years later, and they may think I should have gotten over it, but I learned how to have really great boundaries. Because I do end up caretaking. Being an empath, isn't that happened to us quite often? We end up taking care of everybody. And it's great when it's kid activities because I like it then. <laughs> All the kids want to call me mom because they think I'm fun. Even, But they do listen to me too, so that's okay. There's definitely um, some respect there. And I wish adults could respect each other. You don't have to like everybody, but being courteous and respectful is just a basic human kindness, right? So many things are just like coming to a karmic circle, it feels like. It's so interesting. Remember when I, if you've been listening, and I got mean girled at a meeting, and I just stuck it out because I knew myself that if I didn't stick it out, I would leave the organization and never go back, and I'm a huge um, asset to it with what I bring to the table. Well, if that is coming to a full circle close because the person that totally mean-girled me and didn't want me part of it for whatever her reasons is actually gracefully, very gracefully, exiting. And it's nothing that I did, like I haven't, you know, energetically said you need to leave, or have I? Hard to say. Um it's her life circumstances, her lifestyle that has changed the way she's proceeding. But again, it's interesting to me because to me it's like a karmic circle. She tried to force me out by being quite terrible, and in the end it didn't work, and now she's leaving. Is that what happens <clears throat> when we can't manipulate and push our agenda and make things happen the way that we want? Does it end up turning on us? 
See, and these kind of things make me think about my own life a lot. So where in my life have, has that happened? Probably more than one place. But being able to recognize it is huge. It's interesting. Okay, we're getting to the last 25 minutes of the show. So what we're going to do is if you are interested in creating some change and transforming the way you think about things, um, like something you want to change from a negative to a positive, just think about that for a minute. Is there a situation? Is there... Um, mostly for situations this would fit. Um, is there something in yourself? Like would you like to stop self-sabotaging, which I totally did yesterday, eating things that are very bad for me. It's just been a roller coaster, and I, yeah, totally messed up yesterday. Starting over again today. Um, anything you want to change from a negative to a positive, this guided meditation will help you do that. And so it's about the last 25 minutes, and so you can always come back if you think of something later. All right, here we go. Becoming aware of breathing. Just notice it for a few moments. Take these moments to gently focus on the breath. Then let's take three big, deep breaths as deeply as possible, beginning to release and then letting go. These are the breaths that signal it's time to go within. As your normal, natural breathing begins occurring, imagine a gentle, warm, balmy breeze as it wafts around. Nice. Wafting around head, neck and shoulders. And with every breath, as the breeze continues to move gently around, there's a gently and easily releasing and a letting go feeling. Going on, becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. upper back and circling around through the chest, a warm and nurturing feeling as the breeze continues to comfort down both arms, hands, and fingers releasing and letting go. 
becoming more and more comfortable. And with every breath taken, perhaps there may begin to be some wondering, is it a breathing of the breeze or is the breeze breathing me? With every breath, the breeze continues. Circling around through the mid-back and around through the solar plexus. Every breath drifting deeper now. The gentle sensations of the warm, balmy breeze as it continues around through the lower back and circling around through the belly, releasing and letting go. Becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. And the breeze continues moving around, around thighs, knees, calves, ankles, and around through feet. Now, and with every breath, becoming completely and thoroughly comfortable, calm, and at ease. Being at one with the breeze, and the breeze still gently, easily moving all around and all through, so that at five, Four, three, two, one, zero. Deeply, deeply relaxed. As the door of your imagination opens, sensing a different path, forming just outside the boundaries. Of your special place. Visualize or imagine yourself in that special place that makes you feel comfortable, that makes you feel secure, that makes you feel safe. Could be a room, could be a forest, could be a beach. Wherever it is, that is your special secure place. Just take a few moments to visualize or imagine yourself there. Just notice what you notice, feel what you feel. Now you're going to notice a path, whether it's through an open door of your special place, through the woods, if that's your special place, through the, by the beach, through the meadow, you're going to notice a path. Feel what you're feeling, see what you're seeing, know what you're knowing. as you notice this path, you feel your curiosity arising, which sparks a decision to move from your special place and follow that path.
with any or all of your senses. Your path takes you to a forest full and rich. you stand before this forest, the path leading through, you take a step. As you follow this path in the forest, you come to a stream. This path meanders beside the stream. What does it feel like following this path? As you enjoy feeling what you're feeling, know what you're knowing, seeing what you're seeing, traveling along this path with the stream beside, feeling safe, feeling secure, but feeling a little bit excited. You notice that the path is splitting. There's a sense to choose. Would it be right or would it be left? you choose. Are you going to go right or are you going to go left? As you follow your choice, you come around the corner and you find the inner blacksmith shop. might be a little bit surprising, but it feels a little bit familiar. You enter the blacksmith shop And you look around. Anything can be created in this place of strength. There's a forge stoked with a blazing fire. The coals glow red hot and turn to white ash. The hammer and anvil are for heavy-duty recreation. No matter how embedded, the inner blacksmith shop has the power to transform. Knowing exactly what needs to be removed, First come the declaration to transform what you wish to transform. It could be a feeling, it could be a situation, it could be a relationship with somebody. Say it out loud and reforge into something positive. You can say um, clarity for the highest good of all involved. Don't get caught up in the semantics. Just feel what you're feeling. And now we're going to imagine the reforging process beginning. Removing the sludge. More and more removing of all the sludge surrounding this situation, person, feeling. And a flooding sense of relief you get rid of the sludge, the stickiness, the messiness. Let's take a few moments. We're going to get rid of all the sludge using these blacksmith tools. We got this. If you feel like you need some help, ask for your wise guide to just come support you. You got this. All the sludge comes off in gobs, and it collects on the anvil. The anvil is hot, 
and that sludge becomes more molten. Smash and smash of the hammer with a force-heated energy, making it take a new shape. Grabbing it with the tongs and plunging it into the flames. Out of the fire, it has taken the shape of an image of Clenched in the tongs, the image of, what are you seeing? Plunged again into the flaming fire. It heats up, heats up and begins to burn, sear, burn and glow red hot. You are transforming this. Now you pump the bellows. Air whooshes into the fire, making the fire hotter and hotter. Intense coals glow bright red. Flames of the fire burn heat. And they soften the image. The image becomes soft and pliable. White ash rises, lifting the forged metal out of the fire, and it vibrates with a glowing red heat. Take it straight to the hammer and anvil to beat the pliable piece into shape. Back into the flame, hotter and hotter. Back on the anvil, the hammer pounds to reshape, remake, White ash and layers of sludge and dross flake off. The iron is remade into the image of... See what you're seeing, feel what you're feeling, know what you're knowing. Your strong image of... Whatever you've created. It's personal, just for you. When this new image is plunged into the barrel of cool, clear water, thick white smoke rises, obscuring the sight. As the smoke clears and comes up out of the cooling water, the new image has been transformed into gold. It shines forth. Forged anew with pride. Let the new image stand up for the renewed strength within and claim this to be so. Knowing that anything you wish to transform, you can revisit this guided imagery and do so. Again, notice your new image and know that it stands for renewed strength within. Clarity and confidence. You did it. And now, take a nice cleansing breath in and smile with pride that you just transformed something negative into something positive. Recognize the good qualities of these images and the wonders of your imagination. And now, to reinforce this transformation and all the positives at zero, and now coming back up 
and out at one with a deep, deep cleansing breath in and release. Two, three, four, five. Eyes open, wide awake. Say your name out loud. Eyes open, wide awake. Say your name out loud. Whew, that one felt a little intense. So I chose to transform from a negative to a positive this situation with this parent. So I will for sure keep you posted how that goes. Whew. Come back and visit this meditation and uh, do some experimenting. Everything is made up of energy, and the more we experiment and see what we can do, the better it is, right? We're navigating a whole new world with all the good pieces, all the challenges. It's definitely interesting. (laughs) Some days, I know. Remember to take care of yourself. I sometimes find my sense of time all messed up, and time is going quickly, which is actually an asset in transformation because we get over things quicker. It's strange. I feel like everything is going so fast, and I'm always behind, yet everything seems to get done. I know. Don't ask. Don't ask me to make sense of it. So since our uh, meditation went by really quick, I was expecting that one to take longer, but that's not what the energy did, so yay for us. I'm going to sign off a little early. I'm sending you all a hug. And um, let me know how your transformations go. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in how our energy of now is, working for us like how can we leverage this to get good results i've been doing a lot of energy experiments and i'll keep you posted all right so again sending you a hug and i'll talk to you next week you have been listening to psychic cowgirl radio with shannon lackman practical insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey to connect with shannon directly visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P S Y C H I C C O W G I R L.com. Mm-hmm.